about Randland, we eat munchies, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast where we smoke stuff, eat a lot, and talk about some really weird shit, but this time we have a witness. <laughs> I'm the shame of Tarvalon and I'm here with my husband slash co-host Dang, and we are joined tonight by Andrew of the Black Terror podcast. Unfortunately, Nospo was not able to join us tonight, but that means that this episode will be a full spoiler episode. So if you have not finished the Wheel of Time series, this is your chance to turn the episode off before we start spoiling. You ever feel like Lemony Snicket when you say that? Yes, <laughs> I do. Very much. Uh, so, Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself at all? Uh, sure, I can try. Um, <laughs> for those of you that haven't heard me, uh, as an emphasis for the absolute wreck of a person I am, um, right before we started recording, I went and refilled my drink, and I've got a little travel mug thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what kind because I'm not going to plug that or anything. <laughs> um, no, on the you know how like when you put the lids back on, shamelessly plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it, it's a Black Tower podcast uh, travel oh, yeah. mug. That's fine. That's nice. nice. Well, Which is to say, it's. Thing. It's completely all white, which is a hilarious part about it, <laughs> except for the lid and the handle and the logo on the side that faces me when I drink. So anybody else, it's just like a really, t- like, I don't want to say tiny, but not a huge white travel mug. Um, but the little holes at the top for ventilation and drinking, I was like, oh, I can put the lid back on with the amount of liquid I have in here. It'd be fine. And when I did, it just shot out and almost hit me in the face, <laughs> which isn't I the best idea. moments. <laughs> We have definitely all Worst had... things have almost shot you in the face. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't think we need to get into that. <laughs> uh, so, um, dang, what did you and I smoke? Uh, so, yeah, we smoked, as always, uh, Redican Godbud. Redican Godbud. We've had, I think, four bowls, but I don't remember. It's been a while. They've been over a period of time. Um, we and- also had two sprays of a cannabis oil. You had four. Yeah. And then we had a whole bunch of French onion dip that you made to eat with yeah. baguettes. And I've been drinking uh, Leffen, which is a, a Belgian style beer from Quebec. And it's fucking horrible. I don't know why I keep drinking it. <laughs> Honestly, though. Um, so pretentious. What about this you on your end? Life. <laughs> True. We well, got better um, beer. What are you drinking on your end? So I am drinking Sailor Jerry's Spiced Rum. Actually, I don't think it's Spiced Rum. Just regular rum. Uh, and Pepsi, and for when I know I need to start consuming something, I've got uh, a little thing of Kit Kats here beside me. <laughs> so at some point, I will be munching on Kit Kats uh, during times where it seems to take opportune breaks. Sounds good. No worries. Kit Kats are life. It's legit. <laughs> All right. So we will hop into our prompts. Uh, Josh and Daniel might end up joining us at some point during the podcast. And if they do, that's spectacular. But just be aware that suddenly there might be a fourth or even fifth person. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Okay. Oh, yes, I have to do this. Every time. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what would the lives of the Emmons Field Five, I just realized that rhymes, have been like if Moraine and Lan had never come to the two rivers? So what would the lives of the Emmons Field Five have been like if Moraine and Land had never come to the two rivers? Yes, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah, yeah but I got through <laughs> it without stopping. But it rhymed. I know. It's fine. All right. Any, anybody got any burning thoughts right off the bat? I feel like we should uh, take it systematically, almost. Just take it in turns? 
Well, if we just go through like a character by character. Oh, I get you. What would Matt's life have been like than Rand's parents? That works. Well, can I make a statement about it overall? Yes. Before we go into like the specifics? Absolutely. So for me, there's an overarching level of two thoughts here. Mm -hmm. The one is what you would think of, uh, I think most people, obviously for any people that are around that, well, if they weren't taken away or they weren't, you know, Moraine and Lan weren't there to help protect Amon's field, they would have all died. Yeah. But then the counter thought to that is you're talking about three Taviran. So is there the chance that they would, at least those three, if not all the other people that we know by reading, finishing the series that are actually needed throughout the rest of the series, if they wouldn't have just magically survived, decided, you know, because there was no one there to protect them, that they were targeted, that they need to leave and become their own. And might know, have helped brought them to that conclusion. Yeah. Like a true mm-hmm. starting D&D party where everybody's level one yeah. and nobody knows what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, there's, you're not sure of the plot line yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's a good thought. Um, the other thing is... Could Pat and Fane have not done something to them too? Yeah. Even have they had they survived uh, the Trollocs? Yeah. Because he was there at the same time. Because mm-hmm. he would have still come even if Lan and Moraine didn't. Yeah. I think that oh. holds true for the three Taviran. I'm not sure how that would have held for Egwene and Inaeve though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have been targeted. Yeah. I think they could have been if he couldn't get a hold of like Rand and Matt and Perrin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being there around, you know, Beltine uh, in the same time of year, like, you know, probably in past years, he's probably seen Rand and, and Egwene be uh, close to each other, but not too close for the public eye, you know? Yeah. You got to keep it respectful um, when you live in uh, in areas like this. But I could have seen, he could have probably, you know, tried to use at least Egwene as like a bargaining trip, which would have yeah. prompted Nynaeve to come and yeah. try to rescue her. Egwene, I can see. I don't think it would happen with Nynaeve. I think Nynaeve has to come as a result of trying to save her babies, you know? like yeah. I don't I think, think it's just like either way you look at it, either way you look at it, Nynaeve has to insert herself into the situation for her to be a part <laughs> of it. Which I wouldn't have it any other way given the person she is. Yes. That's a beautiful thought that like Nynaeve wasn't even it's it's not true, I'm sure, like Robert Jordan didn't plan this, but like it almost seems like he wasn't gonna have her in there and then she just clawed her way back into the story. He, you know? he like, didn't no, even she... write those. She wrote those parts herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark half kind of thing. Robert Jordan's, you know, alter <laughs> ego character is Nynaeve. Jesus. When the hat's on, he writes about Rand, Matt, and Perrin. When the hat's <laughs> off, <laughs> Nynaeve comes out to play. <laughs> I Yikes. love this idea. <laughs> That's beautiful. Jeez. It's been a rocket start, folks. Um, but another maybe fun thing to touch on would be just <sighs> say that they weren't Taviran. And mm-hmm. say that they they had no part in the greater pattern for this age. Yeah. Would the regular ass people with the same personalities of mm-hmm. Rand, Matt, and Perrin, like what would their lives have become? Yeah. Had they not been part of this conflict? Mm-hmm. Maybe an interesting question as well. I feel like Perrin. So if you take away yeah. their Tavirin nature, does that take away like the Dark One's interest or is it yeah, everything that, else that, is still the same? They're thinking. just not Tavirin. Yeah, I think it takes away the Dark One's interest. Like, if they just had completely normal lives. Yeah. Would Matt 
as a person been content to stay in the two rivers, for example? And like other things, like would Perrin still have become a wolf brother? Would Rand still have channeled? Which I think he would have based on what we saw in the portal stones. Right, because in the alternate lives, he could still channel. Every single one. He learned to channel unless he died before. Was he the dragon in every single one? Sorry, go ahead. Um, he didn't know he was a dragon in every single one, but at the end, every single time, Ishmael would say, I have one again, lose there. Oh, that's right. He would, yeah. Okay, what was your thing there, Andrew? <laughs> no, so, I mean, it, it becomes a very interesting rabbit hole thought experiment, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you know yeah, from like what we see time. with... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, which are fantastic. There's some of my favorite like things to talk about, like what if, you know, kind of like the Marvel what if series, but what we yeah, were exactly. Um, so you have the thought. So we know from all the other channelers that we see in the series that regardless if they know they can channel or not, regardless if they accept it or not, unless they're stilled or gentle, they, they will continue to channel. Yeah. Um, and for Rand with, without him being targeted by the dark one, um, which kind of becomes a hard thing to think about because we know his soul comes from loose mm-hmm. Theron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if it's like the same soul, but like, in a, like maybe he was reborn too early and he's not a threat or, or the pattern yeah. doesn't want him yet. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. That's the worst way to be orphaned. The pattern just doesn't want him yet. <laughs> You're not um, useful yet. I think he, yeah. he would continue to channel. He'd probably, um, do you remember uh, when Egwene was testing yeah, uh, was it for accepted or for Isis? No, I think yeah, accepted because she didn't test for Isis. Did she or did she? Egwene no, never didn't. tested for Isis. That's right. She never. I was trying yeah. to remember if she went back and said, you know, I need to be the same standard and go through with. She did. do it, but yeah. she refused to do it herself because the possibility of failure would have been too much for the White Tower to bear. That's what it was. Yeah. So you remember when she was going through her testing, and. In one of the possible alternate realities, the visions of a portal stone or whatever that's a different discussion about, she's there with Rand and Rand has been channeling and he's going mad and, and stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, and of course she abandons him because she has to because of the test. I think that's probably pretty much what it would have been that Egwene and, and Rand would have gotten together. They would have gotten married. And then as Rand touching Sidine got worse and worse and worse. Um, he would just deteriorate to the point where he is what we see the Rand. And then ultimately, um, best case scenario, he's the only one that loses it and winds up, uh, dying. Um, best case scenario, worst case scenario, uh, he eradicates the two rivers. Yeah. I think the other thing we have to consider is that people who aren't taught how to channel, but have the spark born in them, there's a 75% chance that they will die learning how to channel. Yeah. So I think there's a definite possibility that Rand could have died because the reason he didn't was because he uh, gained Asmodian as a teacher. That's true. Yeah, He was still early enough in the process that he could have died while teaching himself how to channel. Just crazy. And Asmodian is what stopped that. And there's also the chance he could have burned himself out and nothing would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which in in that situation where he isn't the Dragon Reborn, at least not the Dragon Mm -hmm. Reborn needed during that, that time, yeah. You know, really realistically, if you think about it, burning yourself out before you really even know that you can channel is probably yeah, the best, best possible scenario. Outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Not for can you I just forget you'll die this. when you're sad, but Yeah. I mean, which brings in the interesting idea. What does yeah. are you still going to feel that sense of loss? You know, is the flame yeah. and void still going to be the same for him because he's not yeah. he doesn't know that he's embracing Sidine. Hmm. 
maybe or maybe. training to embrace iodine is there yeah. a point of no return where if you burn yourself out early enough or you are gentled early enough that you are not a threat a early. threat but i feel like on the flip side it would be so hard to identify that early enough to be before that breaking point you know and i i doubt the ice that i would ever do enough research and experimenting with that to ever find yeah, out what the limits were so uncomfortable around well that. the second there's a male channeler it's like okay we got to find him we got to <laughs> subdue him you know well i just mean on the uh discussion of stilling and burning out as well mm. okay okay yeah. i mean there's the thought like um I, I don't know about you guys but i was in high school you know the people that um I'm trying to think of how to say this in the right way. Mm. Um, individuals who had uh, engaged in adult style activities. Sure. <laughs> I just accidentally popped a bracelet and all the beads went everywhere. Uh, anyway. Oh, no. um, yeah. I'm just sitting there just like playing around, stretching it. Then it just pops and flies. Anyway. Um, the people that have done that and the people that haven't, you know, there's that idea that, well, because you haven't experienced it, you don't know what you're missing. So you can't miss it. So I kind of yeah. think the same thing happens to Chandler's like, well, because you've right. never channeled or didn't know you could, if you lose it, you don't really know that you've lost it. So you can't miss it. Yeah. No. I, yeah. That's so would we suggest that if Nynaeve had burnt herself out before going to the white tower, that she would not have felt any loss, for example, because she was that's still Nynaeve, It depends on what part, because yeah. we know that Nynaeve had been channeling for years as a yeah. list. But I just mean she hadn't recognized that she was channeling and she didn't know. So I'm just saying, is that before the line or after the line? Yeah, it'd be so hard to tell where I the line I feel like was. that's in a gray area. Right. And Then you got to take in the differences of uh, individual uh, mental resilience, right? Yeah. Mm. So for like, Nynaeve, if she's been able to, yeah, if she's been able to work all these miracles and like heal people that no other wisdom has been able to, and then suddenly she can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know, I think it's still going to take a toll, but it's going to be like a. It's not going to be the I can't channel anymore toll. It's going to be the, you know, what happened? Why can't I do this anymore? That's going to bring in a lot of self guilt, and we all we all know how destructive that is. And and that that would trash her abilities as wisdom for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the only wisdom they've had in recorded history that could actually listen to the weather. Yeah, and so like, its social effect on her would be huge. I think. Especially in that area of the world just because so many of them can channel. Mm. In the two rivers, most of their wisdoms can actually listen to the wind. Oh, oh really? Or, or like half fish. It, yeah. it's I not thought whenever she was described that, that she was, because part of the reason she was made wisdom so young yeah. is because she showed such an aptitude to it. So I, I guess but the fair thing would be it. that maybe she had a knack for it. Yeah, rather where the other ones point, could, but they weren't as talented yeah. as she was. Yeah. And I think at one point she says that some wisdoms pretend to be able to listen to the wind, but she actually can. Mm. So it's not saying that all of the other wisdoms are faking it, but at least some of them are faking it. And they're using, you know, clouds and things to predict weather, like animals. They're using, dare I say it, meteorology. (laughs) (laughs) I see a bear in the clouds. We're in for a rough night, boys. (laughs) When you mix the two rivers with Tuon and her omens. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Reading the tea leaves in the sky. Fuck. (laughs) That one looks like a dog. It's the Grim. 
Oh I'm glad God. that you said it before I could, because that's immediately when you said tea leaves. That's immediately where my thought went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I read <gasps> Harry Potter too recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I need to rewatch the Harry Potter series. Maybe not the first two movies because they weren't. It's hard to see them where it ended up, and then going back and watching the first two, it's kind of like hard, but it's not. Maybe the it's first one. The first one's really the only one that's hard to watch. I think. Anyway. Neither here I nor really like the first one because it's, it's got such <laughs> nostalgia and magic to it. You know, I was like six. Have you seen I the picture? The Have you seen the picture of the original like shaping for what Voldemort would look like on the back of uh, Professor Quill's head? No, no. Oh, that's terrifying. It's like pure demonic, like <laughs> fangs for teeth. Like what the shit? <laughs> yeah. I would have been traumatized and I would have loved it. (laughs) That's why they didn't go with it because they felt it'd be too traumatizing for their teenage and younger audiences that are fans of the books. I absolutely need fades to look that terrifying in the TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you see Rand look back and see a fade, you should shit a brick. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Goosebumps minimum. Mm -hmm. Gonna be, oh God, we're gonna have merge all jump scares. Oh Jesus, Please, aren't we? Yes. We're gonna have Narg jump scare. Oh. I am not prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared Narg. for merge all jump scares. Like because you know people say like just stare your fears in the eye, but what if they don't have eyes? <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Okay. Merge all is scary. Yeah. But so we, okay. we talked about Ren and I yeah. think we we pretty much talked about like Nynaeve. Nynaeve, yeah. And Egwene, at least a little bit. A little bit about Egwene. But uh, yeah. like the Egwene part, Egwene I think, was like. She might have left. She had I think she, she and paused. ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Like she definitely would have gone to another town. At least she wouldn't have stayed in Evansfield. She would have gone to at least Devon's Ride or Terran, not Terran Ferry, the other one. Uh, Wasn't she in another- training to be the next wisdom after Nynaeve? Not after Nynaeve. She was training to be Or to be wisdom, another wisdom. Yeah. Mm. She would go to one in... I think they talked about it at one point that she would go to be one in another village mm. uh, because obviously yeah. Nynaeve isn't going anywhere or anywhere anytime soon. No, also, she's the Nynaeve most powerful still? woman in the two yeah. rivers. I think or not she's in the two rivers had the same extended lifespan and just been the wisdom that lived for like <laughs> 300, 600 years in Evans Field. And that would have been so fucking weird. Because she had already <laughs> slowed. Oh, yeah. No, at some point, how, they just like... How did they not don't... know that their women could channel? <laughs> this is a huge plot hole. Robert Jordan fixes. I mean, <laughs> what did you say the 75% chance was? That you would do while channeling? Die, but still, there's ones that were living. Yeah, which true. means that there would be like 600-year-old women. Okay, look, we're, we're not saying that his writing was flawless, all right? No, I know. No, 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 I just, every time I realize new plot holes, I gotta say them. Look, know? don't you remember legends fade to myth? <laughs> or myths fade to legend, and legends often fade in the age that gave them rise? That's why they don't remember. You remember old Gertrude? She lived to be 600 years old and never let the village council do anything. Who was Gertrude? You mean the creepy old lady in the edge of the Westwood that, you know, try to give children cookies? We've read Hansel and Gretel. We're not falling for that bullshit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I adore that. Yeah. I need there to be like... Well, that is... 
<laughs> rumors about witches and stuff in oh, in yeah. Land. <laughs> I mean, this is a fair point, yeah. actually, though. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, at some point, you got to think there's got to be so many people that live so long that you got to know that there's something different about them. Yeah. Unless they you all know, take and, it. And you got to have. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, unless you, like, kind of pull a, you know, a, a, um, not a book. You pull a trick from the Ken and you keep yourself super secret. And mm-hmm. magically one day someone that's an Aes Sedai uh, comes to you and is just like, how old are you? And you're like, oh, this will be my 600 and something of birthday. And, and then they literally their jaw faint. drops. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure Karyana fainted. One of them fainted. One of them it's, fainted, but Elaine was just like, you what? Yeah. See, I wonder if those women who are would be living that long, I wonder if they took it upon themselves to do a twilight where they periodically move yeah. until the fact that they're still alive gets weird and then they move again kind of thing. Yeah, that's what the kids just do. So people just don't ask too many questions, right? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that what, what the, the vampires from Twilight did? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, a twilight reference. Well, <laughs> well, so all the wilders. That live forever yeah. crossed over in the twilight mask of mirrors <laughs> yeah. to make themselves look like they're uh vampires yeah. i guess i don't know yeah. <laughs> and the unintentional side effect in. of turning you into a disco ball <laughs> Yikes. disco ball i dig that Yikes. Um, all right so what Perrin. About, yeah Perrin and matt yeah i think Perrin still would have had oh i remember something that i was gonna say actually for chandlers okay Channeling is a recessive gene yeah. that's confirmed in Robert Jordan's other works. Like it's in the world of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. So because it's a recessive gene, all the people that did channel would have still channeled. So Nynaeve, Rand, and Egwene all would have still channeled regardless. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Aaron and Matt. Which also means that actually Matt might be able to channel because he has a sister that can. That's an upsetting thought, I Matt know. channeling. I know. It would be terrible. He'd hate it. Oh God! I'm gonna shoot my internet in the face. Oh no! As soon as you went to say that, it was—it just like lost like partial connection. Was just like, oh no! Oh no! Basically, in summary, because channeling's a recessive gene, channelers would have channeled anyway. That—that was the. And then because Matt has, yeah, I heard that part. Okay, yeah, that—that was it. And then now we're just thinking, what about what about Matt and Perrin? If Moraine and Lan had never come to the Two Rivers. Because you think Perrin would have still been a wolf brother, yes, right? Yes, I think that Perrin still would have been a wolf brother. I think that's probably a similar thing in the fact that it's recessive. Mm. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I think it still would have happened to him regardless, but I think that meeting Elias triggered it early. Mm. But it was latent within him, and under the right circumstances, it would appear okay. like a condition. I'd agree that it still happened. Would he have turned out like that guy who went wild and had to be kept in a cage? I don't think he would have let himself. You think he's too strong for that? I think that he would be too scared of actually interacting with the wolves to do so. Because we see that when he does interact with the wolves, he's doing it out of forced circumstances. At least at the beginning. Sure. So like he's doing it when... In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, he's doing it when he absolutely has to Mm -hmm. uh, because he's hiding out with them to escape from White Cloaks at the beginning. And then calling on or trying to call on them when the Two Rivers is in danger. But, you know, they're not there. 
using the. But we also see him lose it. Yeah, we see him lose it a few yeah. times too. That's true. You know, but whenever, think... whenever he kills two white cloaks after Hopper's killed, yeah, that's yes. Perrin pretty much goes into the same ish, like a temporary state, mm-hmm. like the the one guy we see that, yeah, um, is just fully taken over by the by the mind yes. of a wolf. Um, but I think that the circumstances in which Perrin allows him to open himself up to wolves would not have happened if he didn't leave the two rivers. I don't think he would have ever allowed himself to communicate with them. Everything was just too stable and yeah. too comfortable. Because the circumstances in which he did it, he did it out of need. And I don't think situations of need would have arisen. Okay. So he could have, but it would have never yeah. actually He come wouldn't to have pass. allowed himself. Hmm. It's like people that repress channeling really hard. He develops a block of sorts. Time to drown him. Jesus. I could see that. That, that fixed my knave. We're gonna drown you until you dream yourself into a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) The secret secret to unlocking your hidden potential is apparently waterboarding. So, (laughs) (laughs) the worst sort of conversion therapy. Jesus Christ, (laughs) that was dark. That was. That was dark. Yikes! Mm. Big yikes, Aroni. All right, Matt. Matt. Are you trying to out taint me, Ding? I'm always trying to hold this shit in. I don't... Oh, God. <laughs> I work with children. I have to keep this in all the time. It sneaks it's, out every now and then. It really does. It really does. Oof. Yeah. At least they're not all children. Well, applause yeah. and congratulations to being able to even tolerate it. Because I'd i be like Anakin. I guarantee it. <laughs> like, he gets nope. them on a one-on-one basis. It's a little better. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little better. But... Yeah. I just get the teenage drama. Um, Island? Teenage drama island? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Nospo would have loved that joke. See, this is what happens whenever you take people that are smoking and you make them sit down and talk with people that are drinking. (laughs) And we're all just sitting here just being like, um, (laughs) random thingamabobs we talk about now. Yes, please. Yeah. Honestly, though, okay. Would Matt <laughs> have left the two rivers? Let's let's just knock it out. Yes, I think he might have guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I he has think a, it would have taken him a little bit up to build or build up to it, but he would have gotten antsy. He might have gone off to join an army or something. Yeah, he he has that wanderer soul, right? He has that inquisitive, mischievous, like curious soul. Um, so I think it would have went one of either two ways. One. At some point, he would have been like, I want to go see what's out there uh, and found something else and found other places to release badgers in. <laughs> <laughs> or his pranks would have gotten so bad to the point where the village council and the women's circle in an absolute unique moment of like cooperation and clarity said, get the fuck out. <laughs> Banishes him. Oh, it's like, yes. dude, you're fucking done. Take that shit to barrel on where they have the funds to handle it. As for us, <laughs> never again. Oh uh, God! Would Matt's but dad just understand, or would he be mad? I think he might understand. I think Abel would cheer Matt on. He'd probably understand. Like, Matt dude, we got to get rid of your fucking understand. son. He's a menace to society. He'd be so proud of he his been, son. Perhaps Matt is actually like a, one of the portal worlds, one of the alternate timelines, worlds, whatever you want to call it, where Matt stayed in the two rivers. That's how we got the Dennis the Menace comics. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Accurate. 
where he I does something it. wrong and everybody gets mad. He's like, what? I didn't do anything. Just being just, a kid. Just imagine there's a parallel world in which Matt is like straight edge. Young Republican wears a suit to middle school. Like, <laughs> like mathematically speaking, there it, it happened. It's so unsettling. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Put it back. God damn. <laughs> we got to get off this prompt. It's going to get worse. Sorry. Well, I think we've done all five now. So we can hop to our next one. Yeah. So does the concept of nature versus nurture, which is obviously nature is biology, so your genetics, uh, all that sort of stuff, and nurture, or so the concept of nature versus nurture, nurture is environment, how you're raised, things like that. The culture you're born into. Yeah. So does the concept of nature versus nurture apply in the wheel of time, considering that everyone is a reincarnated spirit and seems to act similarly to previous incarnations? I've got to say absolutely right off the top. Yes. Okay. okay. In what Be- ways? Rand does not go crazy and kill his entire family, right? Yeah. We see that things can happen differently. Mm-hmm. So the life you're born into and the, the way you're raised has to have some sort of effect on the actions the pattern gets you taking later in life. To to which end I'm going to put forward the theory that Rand would not have succeeded mm-hmm. as the dragon this time around if he hadn't been raised by Tam. That is my theory. That's legit. However, I would say that Rand is an outlier and should not be counted <laughs> because he remembers too being legit. It's too legit to quit. <laughs> Okay, no, you're you're right. I'm sorry. Same for Brigitte. <laughs> oh god, that's true. outliers and should not be counted. Yeah, that's, but that's he's right. also the only one that we can truly base it off of because he's the only one whose previous life we, we know we directly. See, yeah, but I mean, Burger Burger what Berger. the hell just happened with my tongue and mouth? Burger, Brigitte. She's like a good staple though to, to balance things off of because we get to see a soul back in the living walking world that didn't have to go through reincarnation. There's instead And she remembers all of her just, different lives and mm-hmm, sees yeah. we see similarities within her previous lives where she didn't remember yeah. herself. That's yeah. Like that. I mean an uh, obvious, you know, willingness to learn from the past. Like, hey, if you see the Tower of Genji, go the fucking other way. Yeah. <laughs> because she died there before. Yeah. Um but it's, I mean, it's interesting to think because obviously the, the concept of reincarnation, um, I just said obviously, and I'm about to ask for to make sure I'm not being an asshole. <laughs> sure. That's, is, that, is that Hinduism or Buddhism? I think it's Hinduism. I think it's Buddhism, it, but it could be both. Let's it could be Google both. Because I, I thought both. the idea, yeah, we, we got Google coming in though. Um, but Buddhism, I think, is you get reincarnated. What, the, what is on my keyboard? I just found one of the beads from okay. the bracelet I accidentally popped on my keyboard. Oh, Reincarnation shit. Reincarnation <laughs> is definitely a part of Hinduism. Okay. And I'm going to need my internet to It is also part of Buddhism. Like, ran by the end of the series, so I can actually hear everything fine. I don't know yeah. what is going on with my network oh, connection. No. Yeah. Uh, but Hinduism and Buddhism both feature reincarnation. Okay, we're okay. good. So... So when you take that inspiration, the the ultimate goal of the individuals who ascribe to Hinduism or Buddhism that believe in those teachings is that you reach an ultimate state of enlightenment where there's essentially nothing left to learn about yourself, the world, the universe, 
where you ascend to this utopia type uh, afterlife, you know, kind of similar to the Christian uh, way of heaven, but, you know, different means and obviously different in the way it's enacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're that every time you're reincarnated is considered you still have more to learn. Uh, if you know you're a bad person in life, you get reincarnated as what we would consider and, and what even they consider a lower life form. You know, if you were if you were a shit person, you get reincarnated as uh, I don't know a sheep or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're For if you're a shit sheep, you get reincarnated as a cockroach. Or, or I don't want to yeah. say exactly how it works because I don't know exactly how it works. I yeah. don't want to no, offend anybody but, that believes yeah, in you- it based on how you act you either downgrade a scale or you upgrade yeah. a scale yeah yeah you know you get you get promotions based on how you lived or <clears throat> or didn't live um yeah. promotions or demotion so yeah. it stands the reason that there are souls that um because of the distinction the wheel of time makes is that you have souls that are bound to the wheel and those are the souls that get spun back out mm-hmm. um otter hawkwing uh obviously the dragon or lose Theron as we last know his name. Mm. Yeah, any of the heroes of the horn. Those are all people that have been bound to the will and they can only be summoned by the horn of Valir if they haven't already been spun back out into the living world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it becomes interesting uh, when you when you think of that because that means that there's got to be like your average everyday farmer who doesn't do something to make themselves a hero of the horn. Do they just get reincarnated and get another chance to be a hero of the horn? A hero of the horn? Jesus Christ, English. What the hell? Yeah. I should just learn another language so I mess up. Nobody can understand what I'm saying anyway. You can speak in French you if you want. speak in German from now on? No, because you would understand French if I spoke French. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Mostly. That's kind of, kind of ethnocentric of me to assume that a Canadian would understand French. Maybe you don't. Mostly, we work. I on feel it. like an asshole now. No, we're good. <laughs> well, they, they make us um, take it in school, like it's legit. Well, they made me take Spanish in school, but I can't have a conversation in Mexico. Nah, fair enough. We but, also, um, but yeah. Anyway, we practice. <laughs> yeah, people you can actually talk to in French, and I don't have anybody I can speak to in German or Spanish because yeah, the dogs don't like to talk back. <laughs> for that How one time. rude of them! They need to get with yeah, the time. Need those collars. But, um, so you have that like <laughs> So you have the thought there like how many of the souls and the people we meet are they are they actually reincarnated? Is everybody reincarnated until they hit a point? And if they are, then going off of the Hindu and Buddhist uh, tradition that inspired this concept of reincarnation, you have to assume that at some point they reach a level that goes beyond being reincarnated where hey You've served your time. You've done your time. Now rest. Mm. Um, I, I would think, at least. That's yeah. at least my thought on it. So it's... And I think... I mean, it has nothing to do with nature that. versus nurture. I'm yeah. like focusing on the reincarnated yeah. part, which I apologize okay. for. But no, It's fine. But And I think with the Wheel of Time, everyone is reincarnated constantly. And I think it's exclusively kind of humans that do so within this universe because we see like access in terms of access to Teleranriod who has access to things like that um but with the pattern of the wheel of time specifically a number of times in the books the lives of individuals are considered what makes up the pattern they're the threads Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like it would be extremely difficult to be cutting those patterns and reintroducing new ones. So I feel like throughout the time, they might just go behind for a little while while they're not reincarnated, but then reappear when they do. So I feel like it's constant reincarnation because at no point in the books do we actually hear anyone talk about them, uh, the possibility of reaching enlightenment or an afterlife or something like that. However, they wouldn't necessarily understand we, the way in which the world actually works. Yeah. But I wonder if maybe you could just eventually get to a lore. point. <laughs> I wonder if you could eventually get to a point where the creator would say, you've done good enough, pluck you out, yeah. and then you just get to rest. So then we would... We'd, but we'd have is to... there like a nirvana that you're going to rest you or is it just... Because if there's not, it just feels like you're taking them out for no reason. Yeah, no, that's true. Because people generally don't have any knowledge of their previous lives. You're just not reconstructing a personality every time. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the only people who leave the pattern are the ones who are bail fired out. Oh, man, I'm too high for this. We didn't even smoke that much. I know. I'm still too high for it somehow. <laughs> I feel like that's like a typical drunk conversation, though. Like, yeah, no. I'm too drunk for this, dude. We didn't even drink that much. It was like four <laughs> shots. Yeah. They don't oh realize God, that you have like, four shots in like five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see, and this is the huge thing for us whenever we drink because we don't really drink anymore. We just smoke weed. So, like, whenever Dang starts to like try a bunch of beers in one day, he's like, I am. I am 220 pounds and I am drunk. Have I had four beers? Yes. Yeah, it's so bad. Anyway, so you built so you have a tolerance to weed, but your 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 as a result of our tolerance has taken a, a bit of a dive. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty hard dive. You, you know what I need to do? I need to cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Periodically flip tolerances. Keep it interesting. <laughs> Just flip Shake them to up. keep life interesting. Yeah. We'll roll dice to determine how many of each you have per night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to need you to make a uh, constitution saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> we'll roll D, D4s to make it more reasonable <laughs> until you build it back up. Um, but I think getting into the nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. I think a lot of it in this universe really has to be built into nature. Because when we look at Brigitte, for example... We have the or that huge um, evidence of her kind of living the same lives over and over again. And that might be different because she's a hero of the horn, mm. but she does similar things. She has the hair. She shoots a bow every time she uses a sword. She dies. Like there are just every time she's reborn, she meets Guidel Kane. And, and I seem to remember the implication that Matt lives really <laughs> similar lives quite often. He always ends up... A, Matt's a, a, memories are not given to him because they are his past lives. They were collected by the eelfin. Oh, and And then dumped in, into his head to fill the holes in it. That's right. And they're basically genies. They're like, genies? Gen genies. Gen Jesus yeah. Christ, I can't talk. <laughs> when will this curse ever end? Um, it's okay you're just going for yeah, the hardcore the, original term of gin it's fine yeah no you're yeah let's, let's go with that um but you know they, they basically you know you get the impression from him that it's like you didn't you weren't specific enough in your request you're just like just fill the holes in my memories and they're like cool let's take all these other random memories we have and just shove them in there because yeah. you didn't say you wanted them filled with your memories it's like somebody using like really 
newspaper's insulation or something. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's a that's a pretty big trend in when people write about genies, right? Is, oh, they'll give you what you wish for. Not the way you thought, though. Right? It's like talking to Aes Sedai. So that's a really good comparison to make for the Eofin as genies, actually. Oh, yeah. I like. There's always a catch. Never what mm-hmm. you think it is. Yeah, yeah. No, Which, exactly. as we know, the Wheel of Time it loves to do. It's never <laughs> what you think it is. No. Twists and turns all over the place. So, so I guess a lot of it is more biology then. It yeah, be. but I feel like nurture really does play an aspect too because like it has to. Mm-hmm. The circumstances in which you are born affect who you are, how you think. So yeah. I'm wondering if nature belies some very base characteristics, but nurture kind of changes how you do it. So like, so to say that uh, nature dictates, like, kind of like using the Brigitte example, that yeah, um, you know that she frequently will choose to use a bow over a sword, or yeah, you know it. things of that nature. Um, and there's to me, there's more to it because it's and she might be more when you start getting into things like, yeah, because some yeah. of that I think is like her always melt, melt Jesus meeting <laughs> Gelden Kane. I don't even think I said the right name. Guide okay. there you were you were real Guided. close. There we go. Oh, there's too many yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. So lots of but, it's got to be predetermined in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, you know, there's there's things. Because we get this sense from the entire series that ultimately it's the pattern that drives everything. That if the pattern needs you here at this time, this place doing this thing, then it puts you there. Yeah, um, the pattern is not insentient. It has a plan. Yeah. So, um, and you can go deeper into that because if the true source is the unlimited fuel source that's, that fuels the wheel of time spinning, then we know the dark one has access to it. So that means the creator also has access to it. Mm. So that also means that whenever certain threads are spun out, <clears throat> when they're dictated to go out or are they dictated by the dark one to go out to fail or the creator to go out to succeed. Um, and not saying that those threads don't get manipulated and change thereon. That That's almost a whole other topic in theory. Yeah. But so that means one that, your nature, your biology now transcends your mm-hmm. your DNA, your physical being, and now is a, a scripted to the soul. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, that means that Birgitta using a bow and being successful is, for what we would understand for the, the world we live in, would be linked somehow to her DNA. Yeah. Versus in the Wheel of Time, it would be, it's it's like a, a note attached to her thread anytime it comes in yeah. in a pattern. Uses bow, doesn't die horribly necessarily. Yes. Uses sword, dies 100% guaranteed. Yeah. It's like written into computer code. But yeah. That, that, that to me feels like a big parallel with uh, like Zelda. Mm. How the hero of time and the goddesses uh, chosen like Sage keep yeah. getting spun out in the same way. They yeah. end up living very similar lives and stuff. No, that's super legit. Um, I think the big thing with the pattern is we have to specifically kind of almost think about it as if it's like a tapestry and they're trying to create an image. Mm. All the background threads, nobody really pays attention to those. If those cross every so often, who gives a crap? Mm. But the things that are making the picture, the Birgitas, the Rands, the any of the Hunters of the Horn, the Tavir and the Parents, the Mats, those ones are the ones making your picture on top. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to where those are going and what they're doing. 
So it's almost those ones are more deliberate and the stuff that's kind of just wishy-washy in the background can, has less care as a yeah, result. I mean, it. it gets super confusing because so the way the portal stones are described is they give uh, they they're a facilitator for access in the mirror worlds or alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. And one of these alternate timelines is created every time someone makes a separate decision. Yeah, it's the multiverse. Which means that there's technically an, uh, an infinite number yeah. of mm-hmm. alternate worlds, alternate timelines, alternate... I'm going to say alternate well, patterns, but it's like a multi-layered thing. pattern. Yeah. And I think the other thing with that, too, is it doesn't just change based on choices. It changes based on circumstances. What sperm fertilizes what egg. Like, things that are just so, so small mm-hmm. that can affect that. What does the weather do that day? All of those tiny different changes what atom moves where you can break it down to such a deep deep level so like we can think about it in terms of human choices for sure but it can also be like this stem cell went to a different place in my body when it was originally forming like something so small is still involved yeah the mitochondria of a cell did not duplicate correctly like it's (laughs) mitochondria is a powerhouse of a cell yeah yes Hell it's yeah. also where maternal DNA is kept. Also, this might <laughs> I mean, be last. So, uh, so yeah, sorry. I mean, oh, no, I was just literally my statement was yeah. So I mean, and then immediately was, what do I say next? <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I, I was just gonna say I'm gonna be loud for one sec, but I'm gonna go grab another beer here. I don't know. I, I think we do it. Right. Yeah, go ahead. You might be predisposed to certain natures, mm-hmm. but without the environment around you, the environment around you is what's going to shape you. Something has to happen with Birgitta to make her choose to use a sword over a bow. Yeah. Or to even pick so up a weapon in general. The pattern is shaping the people around Birgitta to make her reach these factors in her nurture aspect so that she will mm-hmm. be the same. There. No, that's a really good point. I like that. I think yeah. that's legit. I mean, I mean, ultimately what, we're, what we know from the series is that the pattern does things, makes maneuvers, makes changes, and self-corrects itself to put everybody where it, they need to be. Um, For sure. In order no, to ultimately really maintain some sort of balance. Um, so we know for a fact that, I, I want to say for a fact, but theor- on a, based on the theoretical knowledge of the way the pattern works, if the light wins a dramatic victory, then there has to be either a point in the past or the future where the shadow wins a dramatic victory. Yeah. Um, and because time still exists, there can't technically be a point anywhere in the past or future where time is destroyed. Yeah. And it's, which is where you start getting into those, those questions of physics, which we know Robert Jordan yeah. had a very, very good understanding of the way physics would work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting when you get into that, because there are so many worlds and theoretically every possibility is possible but if the dark one one in any of those alternate universes he wins in every universe Mm -hmm. and like that's explicitly stated in the series so how is that infinite universe theory supported when in fact it's not necessarily the way i thought about it was that in order to for the dark one to win his ultimate victory and destroy time there cannot be a reality in which he loses yeah because any reality so we we know for we know that the creator and the dark one they exist outside the pattern 
Yeah. Because uh, they can't exist within the pattern and mm -hmm. affect it from the outside. So if the Dark One is imprisoned in even just one reality, then he can't fully affect everything outside of the pattern because there's a section of the pattern that he's failed in. Mm. Yeah. Um, is, the, is the way and, I think about it, at least. Yeah. In this series, at one point, they're talking about, like, different... Like, an Aes Sedai, a brown is talking about it or something. Or it's in... It might be in the Wheel of Time uh, or the world of Robert Durant's Wheel of Time. But they do say that if the Dark One wins in any world, he wins in all of them. It's an all or nothing game. Yeah. Which is really hardcore and I think is inherently contradictory when it comes to that infinite universe theory. It's, oh God, it's weird, eh? It is weird. Yeah. Because I mean, that technically means that if there's an infinite number of realities, like, uh, like you said earlier, he has one. But there's also an infinite number of realities where he hasn't won. Yeah. And Which you could argue that comes back down to a balance. You know, is what yeah. is the balance of where he's won and where he hasn't won? And mm -hmm. do the areas where he hasn't won balance out with the ones where he has? Um, For sure. I, I tend to think of it in the areas where he has won. Perhaps their pattern, their thread stops uh, at some point. But the ones where he hasn't, they don't stop because if he wins, then time is done for those threads that that section of the pattern no longer exists. And then now no longer can be counted amongst the areas where he needs to win. So they can't count for or against him because okay. they no longer exist. Yeah, they neutralize each other. It's definitely possible. Yeah. It's definitely possible. Well, that maybe eventually he's will, you know whittling them all down to ones where he does and doesn't win. Yeah, um, and that begs the question: Is there a recovery possible for any world in which he has one, oh, or is it just a matter of time? Oh God, <laughs> this is intense. Of time. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, oh I think that was not intentional. Done. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think we can move. To our third prompt, I think. Yeah. Ethics surrounding Damane. And Those obviously, I think off the bat, we just have to say... Not the Damane, I mean the ethics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another deep dive. But uh, So obviously, off the bat, we go like, oh, no, yeah, slavery is bad. The Damane are bad. But I think if we're using like an anthropological perspective on this, a cultural relativist perspective on it rather than evolutionary perspective we kind of have to understand why Damane exist in shantan culture to like fully understand why they made the choices they make obviously i still think slavery is bad <coughs> but but material conditions influence choices and they matter so we should take it into account yeah so so what caused the rise of Damane then it's... so what happened was in the breaking of the world essentially three continents were created the land of mad men shantan and what we consider ran land. So uh, all those countries, the IO waste and Shara, mm -hmm. plus a few islands of the sea folk on. So if you look at it on a map, Sean, Sean is basically North and South America. It's this big old thing, but eventually uh, it was completely separated from the other place and it has a blight, uh, but a much smaller blight and Shia Gould doesn't live there. So they actually wiped out all the monsters that lived up there. So that's why they don't believe in shadow spawn anymore. <laughs> so what you're saying is, what you're saying is the Shanchan are the only ones who are actually good at fighting the shadow. 
Yeah, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Um, to be fair, they don't have the shores. The shores. <laughs> I love it. I'm sticking with it. Shots fired, though. Yeah, shots fired. Um, but I mean, they are the ever. They do have the ever victorious army. So it's not really ever victorious. <laughs> At least too long. Shame's point. Ah, Slavery is bad. Fake news. Fascist propaganda. They always win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slavery is bad, but apparently it helps fight the dark one. Well, that's not what. No, no, I know. Sorry. First, but, go, but, ahead, um, go ahead. So, what originally happened was when that continent was separated, there was obviously still people on it. Mm-hmm. The Aes Sedai that were left there kind of started trying to take control of countries. And it was basically like constant warfare everywhere with everyone. And the most common way to die was by assassination if you were an Aes Sedai or if you were somebody who worked their way into power. So it was just constantly fighting and things like that. And Luther Pendrag ended there with his, you know, giant amount of people. And because of all the infighting and things like that, they were able to kind of just start knocking down countries one by one. And eventually this Aes Sedai got close with him. He's like, hey here's this collar I made that you can use to collar my enemies that are running all of these countries. And then he did. And then he put it on her and she's like, I never could have expected this. <laughs> but the reason why they treat Damani as so dangerous and needing to be collared is because historically they were these like tyrants in that land. Shakespearean tragedy about Arthur or Arthur Hawkwing and, uh, his eyes to die when I die the field. Oh, stop! Don't do that. I have to. We talked about I to die. No, but but anyway, anyway. But yeah, I, I, so that's a historical context. Obviously, yeah. I still I mean, think that Johnny are bad. So, with that respect, so we see the Sean Chan have this unwavering bloodline allegiance to uh, Otter Hawkwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alter, Alter Hawkwing had this inherent disdain and dislike for Aes Sedai. Yes. Um, for me, on a very base level, that disdain carried over with the army he sent yeah, uh, I mean, definitely to uh, the lands we know the Sean Chan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. so for me, from that point forward, as the civilization grew, because based on their allegiance to the, the memory of Alter Hawkwing, that army was victorious. Mm-hmm. And took over the land that we know as the Sean Chan. Um, and for because of that, they would have always seen the Aes Sedai, or the ones we know as Aes Sedai, or women that can channel, as inherently distrustworthy, scheming people not to be trusted. Something closer to um, the way slaves would have been seen during the slave trade that we've all learned about in history. Yeah. Uh, people that aren't really people, people that need to be controlled, people that need to be um, yeah, just controlled in some way, shape, or form. And that's where it differs because it's not because they're seen as uh, historically like the slave trade was seen as inferior, uh, not even necessarily human beings, mm-hmm. but instead seen as uh, potentially rogue weapons that were dangerous and would do anything that they could to get whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So actually, what's yeah. the easiest way to take control of a segment of the world that you don't consider human, that you don't believe that are a part of your species mm-hmm. that are inherently dangerous and uh, some form of either uh, cooperative or enforced domestication? 
Yeah. And I think a really good example of how they dehumanize Damani in Shanshan culture is Suldam are actually classified around, uh, with Morat. So like the animal trainers and things like that. Oh. Job wise, yeah. they yeah. are technically an animal trainer. They are the highest regarded of the animal trainers, mm-hmm. but they are legally part of that group because Damani are not considered human. Yeah. I mean, so, whenever they collar a Martha Damani, they put the collar on them. They take control of their training. They teach them what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what isn't. And they even give them a name. Uh, yeah. They literally treat them like, you know, like pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they discipline them harshly whenever they do something wrong, whenever they do something they're not supposed to. Um, and oftentimes the examples we see are incredibly harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like with Egwene. And yeah. And the rewards they get are, it, I don't think it's something that we can necessarily comprehend an equivalent of because we don't possess something that, you know, I can't wear a bracelet and then somebody else near me have a collar on and I just will them to feel immense pleasure and then they do. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, they one time they give the dog the belt and the next time they give the dog the treat. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to lie. It, it it makes me feel like I need to take a shower talking about this whole yeah. concept. Yeah. Which is how, just how adverse it is. And I yeah. think for Robert Jordan, it played an incredible role for him to put in the series because he makes this entire practice so absolutely detestable. Mm-hmm. And being an author from Charleston, South Carolina, from the Bible mm-hmm. Belt, from uh, the last group of the states to get rid of slavery. Yeah. It's almost like Robert Jordan putting into the series a mechanism to say, this is absolutely fucking disgusting. It is horrible. And I want you to hate every second of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and and what, I, what I was going to add as well is I was willing to come into this prompt with an open mind because I didn't remember enough about Damane to like mm-hmm. give a good opinion. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, they literally started as a tool for colonialism. Yeah. And, and they imperial, just, literally and imperialism. imperialism. And they just kind of stayed to maintain this slave trade. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I really fucking hate that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I think that in conjunction with this, we have to talk about with how the Sean Chan reacted and how Tuan specifically reacted to finding out that Suldam could channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you're I mean, weird noise on our end it's because my cat or our cat decided to climb up on me and was until moments ago acting as a scarf (laughs) very loudly so that may come through for you listeners if you did enjoy it because she's delightful (laughs) it wasn't one of you purring at the thought of having your own demonic thankfully Thankfully. it was was the cat just purring at being somewhere comfortable all right don't get the wrong idea here yeah oh god (laughs) Oh, geez. It makes you feel any better. I didn't hear it, or at least I didn't recognize hearing it. Oh, so okay, cool. May not have made it through. That's good. Just in she case anybody can loud, hear it. So I figured I just wanted to check. Um, but That yes. ironic moment when you talk about people being collared and your cat curls up around your neck. Oh, God, yeah. that's true. She's getting into it. She's collaring you. Yikes. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I I think it's really detestable how they're used from that perspective or and just how they're used in general. But I understand why the cultures of that time made those choices 
specifically for the people that were colonized by the Shanchan and then chose to adopt those practices because they had been terrorized by these people beforehand. And of course, if somebody has great power over you and they can theoretically do whatever they want to you, you're going to feel a measure of relief when they're imprisoned, for example. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a similar method of doing it. So I see how it was so easy for Luther Pendrag to kind of work this agenda into the <coughs> Shan into the culture, right? into the culture of the places that he was uh, adding to the Shanchan Empire. But yeah, yes, I mean that's one of the that. things that yeah, that's one of the things we've said many times on the podcast is um all on our podcast, obviously. Yeah. I don't know what other podcasts we would have said it on. Uh, but um this one it's one of those things like just because you understand why certain yeah. things happened or how certain things happened from another cultural perspective doesn't mean you agree with them, doesn't mm -hmm. mean you think they were right or justified in the slightest. It just means that you understand why. Yeah. And back in trace Robert Jordan, I think does a really good job of emphasizing the fact that if you want to fully understand the story and the history and everything that led up to where we are now uh, through the end and the potential future of the Wheel of Time series as we see it, you need to do these kind of things. It's easy to look at the Sean Chan, look at the Mane and call them disgusting and say they are disgusting. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's easy to for it to stop there, for you yeah. to potentially even hate Matt because, you know, he winds up marrying uh, mm -hmm. the empress of the, of the Sean Chan and to get critical on him because he doesn't immediately do something to get rid of the practice of having the Demone and the soul Demone. But when you, it's, it's one of the things you have to understand other cultures and it's very easy, you know, to give an example for us in the States to be very critical of the way women are treated in like Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy for us to say that's horrible, that's disgusting, that's wrong. And I, I fully agree. But you don't do anything to another culture by saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, other than making them, you know, know that you think that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. What you have to do is you have to understand where these things started, why they are the way they are, and you have to work on getting rid of those misconceptions, those ideas, those philosophies that gave rise to it. Um, things like the persecution of Christians, the persecution of Muslims, uh, the persecution of the educated, uh, when you get to places like China, these things didn't happen just because somebody woke up one day and was like, Oh, I'm going to kill all the college professors. There's always a philosophy behind it and you're never going to change it unless you can change their perception of the oppressed party. Um, and unfortunately saying you're wrong is just not enough. Uh, and even showing the Sean Chan that, hey, you know these people that you put in charge of the demonic that you say can't be trusted? Well, they can be trained to do the same thing they can. Yeah. Um, for one, it's going to be hidden by the government. But for two, it's it's not quite enough to, to look it's at them and be like, let's do something different. Mm. Yeah. I think part of T1's response there is out of self-interest. And I think it has to be. Uh, one, she knows it's bad for the empire, but she has a really easy time, I think, justifying that to herself, mm. knowing that this is also the thing that's going to save her skin, as it were. And then to jump back onto Andrew's point for just one minute here, I'd say he's right in that, like, you're never going to achieve anything just by trying to not understand and just labeling things yeah. as bad. 
I would argue that you also don't do anything for yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. You, you don't grow or learn or improve <laughs> anything inside yourself by doing that either. Yeah. And I think this actually- discourse is necessary for the advancement of mankind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think this actually really lends us really well into part two of this episode, which is going to be held over on the Black Tower podcast, where we're going to be talking about morality and good and evil and the wheel of time. So I think this is probably a good place to end this episode so then we can continue it over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- thank you for joining us for this episode of the We to Time podcast. And we hope you tune in again soon. If you don't already listen to the Black Tower podcast, make sure that you head over to their channel to hear part two of this crossover episode. Uh, the link to their Podbean site will be, or with all of their information, is in the episode description. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode at Twitter, or on Twitter at the Weed of Time, or in our Discord server. Do you want us to do more guest episodes? And if so, let us know who you want us to do them with. Until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Toodaloo, folks.
Watching